This is the KT News Network. I'm your host, Kenji Tasaka. Today in World News, from NPR, the other country where July 4th is a national holiday, by Ider Peralta. Shiria is a picture-perfect Rwandan village, surrounded by luscious green mountains. No matter where you look, even at the tip of some of the highest mountains and along the precipice of the most dangerous slopes, there are houses. On July 4th, while Americans celebrate their independence, Rwandans are celebrating Liberation Day, commemorating the day in 1994 when rebel troops marched into the capital Kigali and ended a genocide against the country's Tutsi minority. Even before the morning fog dissipated, Rwandans began arriving in Shiria on foot by motorcycle and hitchhiking. Some of the men wore suits, the women wore their most beautiful kitenge. This year, President Paul Kagame, who'd led the troops into the capital 23 years ago, brought his whole entourage to this village northwest of Kigali, where the government has built a hospital and brick-and-mortar homes with bathrooms and showers for the poorest residents. So everyone came down from the hills and neighboring villages to witness the spectacle. And it was impressive. The government built a stage and some of Rwandan's biggest stars, including the pop singer King James, performed their hits. Children danced, women sang, and everyone waved paper Rwandan flags. In a lot of ways, it was like America's 4th of July celebrations, a day when people don't go to work for a few hours, they celebrate their country. But unlike in the United States, this is a holiday preceded by weeks of remembrances. At the Genocide Memorial in Kigali, more than 250,000 people are buried in a mass grave. In the weeks leading up to the Liberation Day, loved ones of some of the nearly one million who were killed during the genocide stop by to lay flowers and offer prayers. Back in Shiria, Prudence Karambizi, 58, said he felt an obligation to come to the celebration. Quote, After the genocide and the war, there was nothing left in this country, he said. Quote, the country was empty and people had been killed. Today, we are happy. End quote. So Liberation Day is about celebrating progress, he said. While Rwanda is still a very poor country, it is peaceful. After a decade of community-led justice and reconciliation efforts, it is largely free from the ethnic divisions that led to the genocide more than two decades ago. And it has made strides in building its infrastructure and stamping out corruption. But, Karambizi said, quote, this is also a day when you can't help but think about the Rwandans who lost their lives for nothing. In the United States, holidays like Independence Day feel historical. Those who died fighting the Revolutionary War are many generations in the past. In Rwanda, the history of this holiday is still within arm's reach, even for those too young to remember. Clemence Amulisa, 19, was born four years after the genocide. She was smiling and dancing in Shiria on Tuesday. But as soon as she was asked what Liberation Day meant to her, she grew somber. Quote, For me, this is a very big day, she said. 
quote, If that rebel army had not marched on Kigali, maybe my parents would have been killed, and that means I would not have been here. This has been Kenji with the KT News Network. Thank you for listening. This is the KT News Network. I'm your host, Kenji Tasaka. Today in Tech News, from TheVerge.com. Photobucket accused of blackmail after quietly requiring users to pay $400 a year to Hotlink by Nat Garoon. Thousands of listings from online marketplaces like Amazon, eBay, and Etsy are now filled with unsightly error images by Photobucket after the photo hosting site quietly introduced a $400 annual fee to users who want to embed images on third-party websites. Users are now accusing Photobucket of extortion, as the service failed to make the update to its terms of service abundantly clear. It all began last week, when Photobucket announced in a short blog post that it had updated its terms of service that had begun taking effect from June 20th. Nowhere in the blog post did Photobucket highlight the most important change, which was that it will now cost uploaders $400 a year to insert their photos on another website using direct image links. Photobucket, which launched in 2003, was previously free for all users to upload and embed images all over the web. It was a popular image hosting service of choice for early 2000s bloggers, think Zanga and LiveJournal, until the likes of Facebook and Instagram came along. Since then, it remained widely used by small businesses selling items through online marketplaces, offering 2 gigabytes of storage for free, or $100 a year for 102 gigabytes of storage, the most popular plan according to the service. The update to Photobucket's Terms of Service, however, means users are forced to upgrade to the most premium tier if they wish to hotlink. You can imagine, then, the outrage that ensued. It appears users can't even download their own photos out of their Photobucket accounts without upgrading. Photobucket's response so far has been a short acknowledgement on Twitter, with no apology to be seen. This has been Kenji with the KT News Network. Thank you for listening.